0: 걸어 타고 김하성, 트럼프.
1: 올 시즌 네 번째 홈런포! 그 홈런포는 샌디에이고에게 리드를 가져다주는 트로프홈입니다. Welcome in, Kia ora. to a, another episode of the Podfathers, a Slam Diego Padres podcast. Coming to you live on a Wednesday night. It's a new schedule, like Lo said last week. Got Los and Walls on the call. Lowe's, how's these last seven days been for you? What is up, the people? Um, been good, good.
0: Last seven days, busy. Um, pretty tired. Been trying to squeeze in as many games as I can. Uh, because of how great the boys have been playing, but we're doing well, spirits are high. How are you doing, Walsey?
1: Doing good, enjoying this last week of Padres baseball, that's for sure. Like you're saying, uh, just kicked it off against the Reds. We'll get into this in a little bit. And they started going on a roll, it's team streaky, both good and bad, that we've seen you know over the first couple months of the year. So, just trying to live for the good times, hope that keeps you in the hope that kills you. So. Just got to roll with it. But uh, yeah, last week, putting in a new floor in the new place, did a bunch of work, opened up a little window to the kitchen. Kind of confusing just hearing about it via the airwaves of the podcasting signal. (laughs) But uh, it would make sense if I showed you some pictures. Uh, But yeah, just working on the new spot and working for usual. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. That's
0: exciting. That's always exciting, dude. Very good to hear. Glad to hear it getting into the update uh so we're 44 and 32 as of right now uh we got the dodgers game on like walls mentioned we are recording on a wednesday currently two to two um but 44 and 32 five games back of sf good for third place in the national league we're still behind the dodgers unfortunately uh, we can get within half a game if we can pull off the sweep today but Forty-four and thirty-two, good for eighth best record in Major League Baseball. Plus seventy-seven R diff, which is still good for plus seventy-seven. As we are tied, uh, and that is good for fifth in the MLB as far as run differential go. Uh, run differential goes. Sorry, that's an interesting one. I kind of looked at everyone in the league, and we are. Uh, there's only thirteen teams that have positive R diff, so. We're in a good position. Um, obviously, having our stellar pitching has been very key to that, but we're starting to put some runs on the board. So um, hopefully that number will start to, to go back. At one point, we were best in the major. So um, speaking of that, individual hitting leaders, Tatis, if you guys tuned in last week, basically is the leader on all of these. Not much has changed. Um, 22, for, 22 home runs for the kid, 50 RBIs, 15 stolen bases, uh, 54 runs. All Tatis, the team leader. Crone breaks the streak at 79. And then Tatis leads the team in average, besting Crone by two points. So he's at a 284. Krohn's at a 282. That might change during this game. Krohn just continues to hit. But before this Wednesday game, Tatis led the team in average and has a 1.031 OPS on the season, which is absurd.
1: Bonkers. Yeah. Crone with 79 hits. Uh, Vote for Crone. Get him in the All Star game. I think he's sixth. We're going to keep saying this during this episode, too. We're going to encourage all the Podfather fam to just vote for for our boys and get him in the all-star game. I think I'm pretty sure he's sixth in the second base standings right now. So we got to do our due diligence and get that man up the, uh, up the board there, get him into into cores for the uh, all-star game in July for the summer classic. As for individual pitching leaders, Musgrove on the bump tonight Uh, before the game was started, he had a 2.20 ERA uh, one earned tonight. So it's probably going to be about that. He just got through six. So he probably actually dropped it a little bit. Darvish leading the way with 109 strikeouts, and Melanson with 22 out of 25 in the save column. Two of those blown saves being the weird extra inning rule where the guy was on second and then they tied it, and then there was a legitimate one too with that. So 22 out of 25, another potential All Star Game candidate right there. He should be saving it out or closing it out for the for the National League. In my humble opinion, but I guess we'll we'll see once the uh, the results come out for that. Because I don't think the the fans don't vote for that; they just vote for a position players. So uh, I'm sh- if he continues what he's doing, he's going to get in it at this point. But anyways, just jumping into the recap, uh, turning things around. Not to take any credit, like we said at the end of last episode, but shocker, we dropped a pod and they went on a run. Again, not taking credit, but you know, two put two and two together. But, yeah, anyways, we bounce back against the Reds. They were red hot, no pun intended. They had won six straight on the bounce, and we come in and we sweep the entire series. So, game one, 6 four, dub. Uh, this is where Melanson blew his save, unfortunately, and it was the dramatic eight, uh, ninth inning and eighth inning, really, that, that really turned it around, both from the uh, – well, it was pretty much the ninth inning – when the Reds came back and scored four on Melanson, and then we we ended up winning it in the bottom of the ninth. There, Hosmer's home run, just getting out in uh, in right field there to um, flip his fortunes. Sorry, uh, really set the set the tone for this this current win streak. And then Caratini just finishing it off with that awesome walk off home run. Reds w- were without their closer, so you know take what you want with that. But either way, you got to get. Gotta get the job done. So good to see uh Hosmer kind of break out of that funk there. And then Caratini, I know his batting average isn't too high on the year, but clutch-wise, it just always seems to be that he's getting hits in the right positions of the game. So uh good to see that, and good to see us, like I said, get on the, the winning ways again.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Game two, eight to two W again. The offense was confirmed back. We, uh, we'd uh we seen sparks here and there last couple of weeks and you'd think of the turning point was coming, but this game, in my opinion, kind of solidified Hosmer and Caratini's home runs being that spark plug. And then Will Myers with the two home runs in in, in game two, Machado, Tatis, Crone, Myers, Grish all had doubles. Crone actually had four total bases in the game and on top of that, Paddock pitched a gem. It was vintage Paddock, the the changeup was nasty, had that away break to it, um, mixing in the curve good, fastball was touching 97. Super impressed, six innings, 11 strikeouts, two earned runs. So the offense obviously took the the headlines, but not to be outshined, Paddock had a hell of a game. So it was great to see that. And then game three, another 7-5 W. Uh, bullpen game thought process there was to have Lamette pitch Sunday. So we could have Darvish pitch on Monday against the Dodgers. And, and they, they held on. I mean, the, the Reds ended up tying it five to five late in the game. Tatis got hurt diving in the outfield. I can I was at this game. I was pretty sauced up. Didn't even realize that he got hurt, but one of the coolest, Things I've ever experienced at Petco place was rocking, by the way. Um, didn't go to the season opener part two on Thursday at a softball game. I'm dedicated. Um, so I I had to skip out on that one, unfortunately. But this was kind of my uh, first taste of the full capacity. And it was unbelievable. I forgot how much I loved the energy of a full baseball stadium. I was honestly kind of dreading it. I, I hate lines. I hate having to find parking. But it as soon as I walked in the stadium, it it was all worth it. And the coolest thing kind of backed, I just went on a whole tangent there, but the coolest thing, when Kim goes up to bat, runner on second, I believe, two outs, two strikes on the kid, the whole stadium is chanting "Let's go, Kim," and then he belts one to the Western Medal. It was it was honestly. I don't want to go out as far as to say it was the coolest thing I've seen in person, but at least top three. Like I, it, everyone erupted. He was so happy. Everyone was so happy for him. But the stadium was just it was rocking. So he he gets the two run home run to put us up. And uh, we end up getting a huge, huge win to make it three in a row against the Reds.
1: Yeah, I, I, we did that uh, a couple episodes in the offseason and we ranked our top three or top five moments that we'd seen in person just remembered. So that's what I was going to ask you. Is that like no, is that we, above we, the Renfro slam? Yeah, or? so that
0: one was just top five, I think, period. But like in person... I don't know. I, I really can't remember. I can't remember one that was that cool. And again, I was a little drunk, so that like added to it. And just the vibes were crazy. Drama. I mean, every, it was everyone's first like Saturday, Saturday game back at the stadium. But it was it was cool. I mean, chant, everyone was chanting, let's go, Kim. And he belts like one. That. Yeah, just <laughs> like that. It was gone. So definitely, definitely, definitely really,
1: really cool. Do you, do you think that you've been a part of an atmosphere at Petco Park with in those similar terms that you can remember? I know it's been a while because of COVID and stuff, but is there like one game off the top of the off top of your dome where you're like, oh yeah, no, that was like, you know, Dodger series. But even so, like Dodger series in the past were like 60, 65% blue in the crowd. So yeah, the last time that you felt that like energy, I guess
0: not at a baseball game. I mean if I had to say a Padres game, I can't think of one. I've never been to a playoff Padres game, so that would probably be the only other atmosphere mm-hmm. that would be similar to that. I mean, people are chanting all game. There's even some like soccer-esque chant, so that's what I was saying, not at a baseball game, maybe at like yeah. a soccer game, like a Mexican mm-hmm. soccer game, but I mean, it's just incredible. Almost all sellouts. I don't think the s- Sunday game was a sellout. Maybe not even this Saturday, but damn near a sellout every game. Monday was absolutely packed. I mean, every game this week against the Dodgers has been a sellout. So it's yeah, it's so cool to see we've outnumbered them. And it's
1: it's so great to be back. Yeah, I know you can just tell from that moment of, I mean, you were there living that experience, which I'm so jealous about, but just that that moment right there just sums up how much everyone was craving just to get back to normal. And on top of it, we got not only back to normal, but we got back to normal with a really good baseball team. (laughs) So it's actually something to look forward to win wise to go to the game. You don't just go for the cool stadium and, you know, maybe sneak a win in here and there. You're actually going to go see a, a fantastic team out on the field, but with Kim, the whole game, it just felt like it was so back and forth. We were winning, or sorry, the reds were winning, then we were winning. And then the reds came back and when they scored those three runs in the fifth, it was like, Oh boy, like, are they going to go on a little bit of a run? You know, are we going to go back? Cause it was still kind of, the wounds were a little fresh still from that skid that we went on um, with those horrific stretches of games, the horrific stretch of games. And so it, it we really needed someone to step up. And then when you saw Tatis go down, like you said, it was like, ah, oh, crap, that's been our guy to step up. And lo and behold, Kim comes in to replace Tatis and he totally took the game over with that that bomb in the eighth inning there. Just such a cool moment. Um, even to see it on TV, I was so stoked. I was like running around my living room, um, let alone seeing it at the game. But and then just last thing on that, uh, Daniel Camarino with his, I guess, quote unquote MLB debut um i heard that he had been called up by the yankees before but for one game and he just never appeared in it so he'd been a part of an mlb game before but he had never actually pitched in one um so kind of cool that he got to have his like mlb debut in a sense to where he appeared uh in a padres uniform because he's from cathedral catholic high school so always cool to see the local lads out there doing their thing
0: yeah Uh, i don't know i'm I'm kind of a hater, I guess, but he gave up three runs. So like I know they made a huge deal out of him. (laughs) But like, come on, bro. Like he looked good
1: in the first two innings. I think they stretched him a little too far. That third inning he fell apart. Wheels fell off.
0: Yeah, good for him. But come on. (laughs) Three runs. (laughs) I'm a hater. I know. If he
1: didn't give up the three runs, Kim couldn't have done what he did. So yeah.
0: Um game four. Pretty sure you deleted my notes, but Lamette pitched uh, four innings pitched. This is all memory, so blame Walls if it's wrong. But I think he I went four. <laughs> he went seven strikeouts, I believe. I got it. Four innings pitched, seven strikeouts. No one runs. Damn, I am good. Damn. He looked pretty solid. Um, bullpen did its thing, and we won three to two. Another big game. Um and it was on Father's Day, so finally one on on Sunday, one for the dads. Well, biggest highlight in this game, I guess, in my opinion. I'm trying to. I was. I watched the whole game, and I was trying to like recall what what even happened in this game. But the Will Myers, I guess, it wasn't officially inside of the Parker because they called it an error um, on the throw at three, but. Uh, Inside of the Parker, we'll call it that on the show because it's a Padres uh, podcast, but three to two victory and we got the sweep. It was beautiful. Um, It was just what the doctor ordered. Like you said, we were in a slump when they were in a slump. Then we come back. And all of a sudden the bats start to get hot. So um, I was feeling riding high on Sunday, but. The big bad fraudgers and their scum of the earth fans rolled into San Diego. Um, I work downtown and throughout the day, I started to see blue drive by, started to get a little nervous and get to the game. I'm sitting in 122, that's where my season tickets are. If you sit out there, holler at your boy. We got a good four sum of dudes out there. Uh, We like to chirp. We like to get loud. We like to get in people's heads. But obviously, down third base, we were in a sea of blue. So um, I was a little nervous. But as I looked up, I look across the stadium, a lot of white, gold, and brown. It was beautiful to see. In my opinion, um, I've heard a lot of 80-20s thrown out there. I've heard a lot of 60-30s. I would say it was just about 60, 30, maybe 35, 75, no, 35, 65. Bad math there. That's more than 100. (laughs) But it was, I mean, it's awesome. I can't remember any other time in my life that we've outnumbered them. And it's been like that every single game. Anytime they started to get a chant in, we would overpower them. It was BLA from start to finish, and the boys came out hot. I mean, Machado with that. I mean, first of all, actually, let's just get into it. Machado. Beautiful home run, left field. It was a towering one from my view. I didn't know if it was going to make it out, but it did. He goes three for four on the day, three RBIs with the home run, but not to be outdone jake the ray cronenworth two for four three rbis and a home run but the real hero of this one was our boy our potential all-star game starter if it wasn't for a certain person named jake Degrom being in the national league darvish goes six innings pitched 11 strikeouts and one earned run first player to get to 1500 strikeouts and under 200 games and fastest player to reach 1500 strikeouts so pretty cool stats he was absolutely dealing they had no idea what was coming at them and we got a beautiful six to two victory
1: yeah i just want to first of all say that carlos is such a professional my headphones died and he just rolled with it for two minutes that's how uh how good at this he is. So I didn't even realize,
0: I didn't even realize it for most of the time. I was just too,
1: too preoccupied talking about the scum coming to town. (laughs) It was a perfect time to cut out with the audio. So, uh, I'm going to have to listen back to that just to see that, uh, we don't need to, you know, edit anything in that little Hmm. rant there. Uh, family friendly podcast. Pop fathers is so, uh, but thank you for doing that. Appreciate it. Uh, I love how you just mentioned Manny Machado because he just made an unbelievable play in the outfield. Like he seems to be playing half the time right now. Uh, Just absolutely killing it. Vote Manny Machado into the all-star game. Another guy to get in there. Please think he's fourth. Let's get him up there. He deserves it. That's our boy. Uh, But yeah, game one, like you said, 6-2 win. Darvish, you mentioned with the 1500, first to fifteen hundred strikeouts, or fastest, not first. That'd be a quite the milestone. Fastest to fifteen hundred strikeouts. Uh, I mean, it just goes begs the question. You know, what if he was in the MLB sooner than when he came over? I mean, his career yeah. would be a lot different. But it just you know goes to show that how dominant of a pitcher he's been since he's came over here. But yeah, six to two win. I feel like that was setting the tone for the rest of the series so far uh, and then it really bled into game two so we ended up with a three to two win crone with that two run home run and then the man of the hour hasan kim again with a pinch hit home run well not with a pinch hit home run from the time before but with another clutch home run in this uh in this instance and then Cool to see Mason Thompson getting his MLB debut in a very tough spot. I loved uh, what Jace Tingler had to say about that. They were trying to create a soft landing, quote unquote, for him to come in, make his debut because he got called up a couple couple days ago, and with where they were at, Chris Matt did a fantastic job getting to getting them to that point, but he just ran out of gas. You could tell, and to see uh, <laughs> see that they needed one out in the in the eighth inning there. Jason's like, geez, I got to, got to roll the dice. You got to give credit to him. He's, he's done that quite a few times this year and a couple of times it hasn't paid off, which is going to happen. And in this instance it did, but I know that we mentioned on the pod a few weeks ago that um, I said, I wouldn't be surprised to see him play a role in this squad this year. I thought it was going to be more like August. Um, I didn't think it was going to be middle of June that he was going to get this early call up, but it just goes to show you how much we've had to rely and use that bullpen and the amount of injuries that we've had, so on and so forth. But I mean, watching him, this is the first time I got to see him pitch in person, in person. I can't talk tonight in person. uh, He, I've seen like videos and clips of him before, and I knew that he had good stuff, but 99 on that sinker, that's some like, like Blake Trinan on the Dodgers has very similar stuff. That was the instant comp that came to my head, but. He's got to clean up the location a little bit, but the stuff is downright nasty. I mean, to throw 98, 99 and paint it occasionally have that bottom, just drop out of it there at the very end. Seems like he could potentially be a very, very good option, but I guess we'll, we'll wait and see. He's gotten one out in his MLB career. So who's the who's to say he's going to be super good going forward, but just good to see the boys tack on for another W grind it out. I feel like if this was a game about two weeks ago, even 10 days ago, I don't think that they would pull through just where, with where their confidence was at at that time. So good to see him continuing off in on a on a strong run here.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, the thing about – Caratini bomb. <laughs> oh, I'm behind. Whoa. Pummer. Oh, no. Way to ruin it for Pummer. me. That's dope, though. <laughs> Bauer, clutch
1: Caratini, man, we we're just talking about it.
0: Yeah. Bleep, bleep. Um, Kim's pinch home run. I don't, I don't really understand. Like, I'm obviously ecstatic that he hit a home run, but like, it was 0-2, two. I'm pretty sure, and they're not gonna throw hard at him. I, he threw back to back curveballs uh yeah, house on Kim. So I don't get that. But um, great to see Mason Thompson up. Chris Matt. Stammen, those guys have been the unsung heroes of this team. I mean, all the innings that they've eaten up and um, effective innings that they've pitched with all the guys that we have hurt on the bullpen. It's been pretty awesome to see, and what a big role those guys have played for us. But 3-2-W, as we mentioned, game three is ongoing. Victor Caratini just hit a bomb to right field. So 3-2 now. Our diff just went up to plus 78. So that's great. <laughs> Live track. But um hopefully, hopefully we can pull this one out. The boys are looking really solid regardless. Win or loss series win, which is huge. Um, I believe after tonight. I guess it depends on what the outcome is, but we're four and are we five, six and two on the season series, five and four, four and three. I don't know. We're winning it against all I the I know. Dodgers. I think yeah. it'd be
1: Seven and ten, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. If we Whoa. win tonight or six. six and nine, something like that,
0: should probably have known that. But, um, <laughs> yeah. that's a lot of
1: wins, not a lot of losses. All
0: yeah, there. the big thing on the game today, Cronin were a third home run in three games. The guy is absolutely steaming right now, he's sizzling hot. Um, <laughs> slashing 381. This is before today's game, actually, too. Unfortunately, these aren't live stats, but. Cronenworth in the last week, 381 average, 480 on base, 952 slugging, good for a 1.432 OPS. Manny, same thing. Those two have just piggybacked on each other. Manny hit the home run right after him today. So this is also not a 1,000% accurate, but 381 average, 440 on base percentage, 762 slugging, and a 1.2 OPS. Tatis is crushing. Tommy Pham, as everyone knows, has been crushing. So it's so good to see the offense start to start to come together. Um, Those guys are hot. Got a kind of a hot list right now of the power rankings. Petco is hot right now. Like I said, the vibes are incredible. Um, They've said all week how they've been feeding off the energy. I mean, this is this is a Padres town. This is our major league team. I mean, now that we're back to capacity, I know it's been the Dodgers. I know the hype around it opening up against the Reds, but it would be so cool to see this city continue to embrace our team and have this kind of be the energy that we bring to every game. Obviously, we're not going to sell it out Monday through Wednesday um, like we have this week because it's the Dodgers, but it would be so cool to just have that um, become known as as that, that fan base um, that you don't want to – you don't want to go there because they are going to be loud and proud for their team. And I think we have that potential. So um, it's been great to get a taste of it. Finally, there's so much, there's been so much pent up uh, last. That was years, exact but...
1: words that I was going to, that's, I was going to use. Yeah. yeah. Pent up is exactly what I was just going to say. And the last two years, but even just the last 20, you know, and then everything, I know you're not a Chargers fan, but Everything that happened with the Chargers leaving and stuff, leaving the Padres as the sole team in San Diego. That like pent up is the perfect words that I could use to describe that as well, just because like everyone's just been wanting for this to happen for years and it's finally seeming to to click. And even if they don't win for a week, we still got an exciting team that we're gonna watch the next week and they're gonna rattle off six, seven in a row. So just so cool to support a team finally that can just do those sort of things
0: yeah yeah absolutely uh do you have anyone to add to the who's hot of the week obviously jake manny toddy petco park i'll go i'll go uh (laughs) petco park i have one more i have one more before you go Mm -hmm. um celebrities at petco i mean baker mayfield we had on monday Emma Stone and her husband were at the game Mm -hmm. yesterday. I don't know. We're going to start seeing who who would be, who, who would you, who would be make you like, Oh my God, they're
1: at a Padre game in a Padres Jersey. Like that's sick. I would love to see some like Hollywood actors come down, especially because they usually go to Dodger games. So to see like a Brad Pitt, or you know a leo mario lopez or something like that which i'm sure that they're they're dodgers fans mario lopez you <laughs> know fuck <laughs> dining with the uh, governor Newsom there yeah um yeah just some, i think just some really like a class actor or actress you know like emma stone coming down like that was a big deal you know yeah it, I mean, it was
0: but then i looked into so it was cool. a little more and her husband is from san diego but still very yeah, cool still nothing against that I mean, uh, she might not have come to a game a few
1: years ago because they said, Yeah, so. sleep
0: on that one because I'm going to think about it like, who would it be? I can't think of anyone right now, but we'll bring this one back next week. We'll circle back on this. I like
1: it. Our own mailbag.
0: <laughs> Speaking of mailbag, we got one this week. Of mailbag, um, T Stead Tyler Stenman, aka The Boy, asked. What can we do to win the deadline like last year? Winker had my vote. Also, this team is built for the future, and I don't want us to mortgage that. Who should we not give up under any circumstances?
1: You want me to go? You yeah, go, go for it. Go for it. Um, and I gotta circle back too because I forgot to give my my hot dudes of the week. I'll do that after this mailbag, but okay. What do we do to win the deadline like last year? To me, what that entails is one high-caliber arm and an outfield depth piece. That's how I think we win the, the deadline. I know we keep getting linked to Max Scherzer. If that guy can come and we don't give up a ton for him, I know we're going to have to, but just the right guys – Then obviously be completely for it. Just, Just having that huge name come as a starter or reliever for that matter, just to bolster the bullpen, bolster the starting rotation, whatever the case is, just to give that extra depth. And then add that outfield piece. Whether I don't think is going to come just because of the interaction that he had with the fan that went all around social media, the fan flipping him off in the outfield. So he probably doesn't really have fond memories of, of San Diego. Um, but you look at the other side of the outfield, look at Castellanos. We've gotten to this a couple times. Uh, just I think, yeah, an outfield piece, whether it's depth or a starter and a, uh, a pitcher, whether it's starter or bullpen. Uh, and who would I not give up in any circumstance? Ryan Weathers, 100%. I saw that you tweeted out that it makes you sick that he's been thrown around in that. And you made a good point and said that he's not only a top prospect, he's proven it at the MLB level so far. And I just think that giving, I completely agree. Giving a guy up like him for half a year of club control for a rental, would be a dumb move. I don't expect AJ Preller to make any dumb moves like that. So I don't think it would happen. I would also really not like to give up CJ Abrams at all. And I think those are probably my two guys right now. Mackenzie Gore is struggling like crazy in AAA. He's still having a tough time adapting to that higher minor league level ball. And then on top of it, Luis Campusano was kind of that untouchable. And he's been heating up, which is great. Um. so I would I mean obviously I'd want to hang on to Luis as well I think he's insanely talented with the bat and you can see that with obviously what he's doing in the last week or so he's been killing it down in El Paso but I don't think there's any other untouchables to me other than Weathers and uh, CJ Abrams right now I don't know if you agree or disagree with that but that's how I feel
0: uh, I think we've touched on who we want enough, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I think an outfielder or an arm you can never have too many arms. Um, I want Castellanos, no big surprise there. Obviously, Winkler would be crazy, but yeah, we're giving a lot up to get those kind of guys. I still kind of want like a Marcana if he's available or someone like that too. Um, any depth and then send Mateo to the moon and then (laughs) have Profar actually be what he's supposed to be an overpaid, but overpaid bench player. And Mm -hmm. then pitchers, I don't think we're going to get Max Scherzer. Um, I don't know. I think where he's just going to bolster the bullpen. I think he's kind of okay with where we're at um, starting pitching wise. And Weathers, – be able to get thrown in that mix too whether it's long relief or starter and he is the only person I don't want touched. Abrams too, but I realistically don't think that he'll get moved. I think if anyone gets moved, it's like Robert Hassel, um, Campusano, and I'd rather trade Gore than Weathers. Um, Yeah, I don't think Weathers is a piece that we should move at at all. You already said all my talking points, so I'll just leave it at that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, sounds good. But just real quick to circle back to guys that have been on a hot streak sizzling the last week or so. Gotta give the shout out to, to Blake Snell. Bump day. Yeah. I know he's been killing it at home, but to just have that really good start against the Dodgers last night was huge. Really good for his confidence. Uh, he looked much happier, obviously, in the postgame interview. And he's just—he's turning into one of my favorite interviews. Just even if he doesn't pitch well, he always has something entertaining in there. And I understand that's probably from him streaming on Twitch and whatnot. He's used to being in front of the mic, but he's awesome to listen to. And then yeah, you Darvish just shut the door in that first game, set the tone. Uh, the decision by Tingler to have that bullpen day on Saturday, and then like you said, have the Nelson pitch Sunday. Where I deleted all your info, and you remembered. And then to have Darvish pitch Monday, it all paid off in that sense. So the Dodgers did that to us early in the year. We decided, hey, you want to play your cards that way? We're going to play our cards this way, too. So a tit for a tit, as Dwight Schrute says. Anyways, um, closing thoughts and shout outs. You would like to add something before that?
0: Yeah. Also, who's hot or what's hot? Um, cut water, cans, great, just delicious drink. I don't know if it's happy hour for everyone or if it's happy hour for members, but it's five bucks for a can before the game. So great deal. Those are delicious. That's all
1: I wanted to add right there. Hashtag not a sponsor. Although, (laughs) hey, (laughs) come on in if you want. Cut water. Uh, But, yeah, just wrapping up the show here, uh, doing our quick little shout outs. I know we didn't do any last week, but we had so many people – right in the mailbag. We thought that was sufficient, but first one at requested. Uh, Thanks for, for saying that you're honored for the follow last night. That was, that was pretty cool. So here's your shout out on the pod.
0: Chris edge sports. You're the man. Thank you for following and listening and interacting. We appreciate you, my friend.
1: And last but not least, Sophie Proctor at Sophie P with a zero instead of a O. Uh, got a pretty good second half there. He doesn't know anything about the Padres, though. I know that Sophie does, though. She is a walking encyclopedia about the San Diego Padres. Um, and Fernando Tatis Jr. is her boy, just like everyone else. So shout out, Sophie. And then real quick, too, I wanted to get into – I saw that uh, one of our guys on the uh, the following list uh, – gosh, what is the, the handle? One second. Jake at Nota Pitmaster. Saw that you're having a little bit of a tough week there, so hang in there. Happens to the best of us. Uh, sorry you had to move to Idaho. I know it's for a job, but uh, hopefully we can give you a little bit of taste of home with this pod here and just keep pushing through. Go pods.
0: Go pods, baby. You got the D-backs coming into town. Um, can't play to their level. Let's keep winning these series. And if anyone... Can get down on Illustrator or whatever you artists do. We need a new logo. So let us know if you want to do a little collaboration by GoPods, like always.
1: Vote for them, get them in the All Star
0: game. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pod Fathers, a Slam Diego Padres podcast, the People's Podcast. The Pod Fathers is produced
1: by Los Walls. Our show is executively produced by Jacob Lamb. Our theme song is A Bubba by Trilock. To get in touch with the show, follow us on Twitter at podfathers619 or email us at podfathers at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major audio platforms. Go Pods!